This is Points North, a show from Interlochen Public Radio, where we hear about life in northern Michigan through the news, the people, and the places. I'm Morgan Springer. And I'm Dan Wanshura. Coming up later on the show, a story about a teen parenting program that's expanded to include dads. The highs are just watching him grow up and watching his brain develop and how smart he's becoming and hearing him say dad brings a whole new purpose. Plus a nod to spring when we meet the maker of wood baseball bats. But first, anglers in Grand Traverse Bay won't be able to catch as many lake trout this year. That's because the state went way over its harvest limit last season by more than 15,000 pounds. Morgan, you did some reporting on this yesterday. Uh, Remind us what's changing this season. Basically, the harvest limit for lake trout in the bay has to go down by 30,000 pounds. And they're required to do this because there's a rule that if they exceed the harvest limit by more than 15 percent, which they did last year, there's a penalty the following year. Gotcha. But how are they going to enforce that? They'll change the regulations for all anglers. And they're looking at a couple of options. One would be shortening the season or decreasing the daily catch limit per angler from two fish to one. How did the state exceed the harvest limit? So the state sets rules for individual anglers to help them collectively meet a harvest limit that's set based on tribal a tribal treaty agreement. But last year was a really good season, and there were a lot of people out there fishing for lake trout, so that automatically ups the pounds that were caught. Then on top of that, and I find this pretty interesting, a state biologist found out recently that when someone catches and then releases a trout, about 40% of them die. And they used to think it was 15%, but they now say that estimate was wrong. So now at the end of the season, when they're figuring out how many pounds of trout were killed that year, which is basically the harvest limit, it's much higher. That estimate is much higher. How often does it happen that the state exceeds the limit by such a huge amount? I talked to a state biologist who tracks this kind of stuff, and he said it's pretty rare and hasn't happened in Grand Traverse Bay at least since 2001. All right. Thanks for the update, Morgan. You're welcome. Now we turn to a story about teen parents up north. As teen pregnancy rates have been falling across the country, Grand Traverse County is struggling to bring them down. But there's a new program in Traverse City that's trying to help. It's restructured and expanded to include dads. IPR's Taylor Wisner met one who is getting support. Austin Duff is 15 years old, and his son is about to turn one. He and his girlfriend got pregnant accidentally. When I found out, I just kind of... I didn't know what to do or say. I didn't freak out. Um, I didn't question it. I just kind of did it. I still sometimes can't come to realization with it. But even though Duff didn't plan on being a father so young, he's happy to be a dad. He says he felt his paternal instinct kick in early. When he went to go get circumcised and I heard him crying and screaming, I kind of just felt a, a lot of rage. Like, my, bo- my blood ran hot because I heard him crying and screaming in pain. This room is the baby play area. It has all of his toys, and there's the books for all the kids. Duff lives with his girlfriend's family in Buckley. There are nine of them in the house right now. The rooms are packed, so Duff sleeps in the basement. It's bitterly cold down there, but he says it's okay once the space heater kicks in. Duff says the family has made it through some tough times, like when his girlfriend's WIC benefits lapsed and they were out hundreds of dollars in groceries. 
but Duff says they made it with the help of the Generations Ahead food pantry. Usually I'll take a duffel bag in there to fill it up for a week or two. And uh, they'll give me diapers, and I'll pick out what food I need for the house, like cereal, milk, eggs, canned food. I bring that home, and everyone's like, ooh, food, and kind of just digs into it for what they want. Generations Ahead is a teen parenting program at Duff's High School. For decades, a similar program was tied to the Women's Resource Center and served five counties. But last fall, it narrowed its focus to Grand Traverse County and those who can travel to it. It also now serves dads. Margie Rich, the director of Generations Ahead, says accidental pregnancies are more common in rural areas. She says providing simple goods can make a huge difference for struggling parents and helps them stay in school. They're so bogged down in just maintaining their daily life that they have little opportunity or time in their lives to think about what next, what am I motivated to do, what would be sort of my ideal job. That's been the case for Duff. He explored different career options and narrowed in on one. And then I started getting interested in welding because that's a form of art. And it pays really good money, and I really like it. I went to the Career Tech Center and went and studied what they do and how it all works. Back at Duff's house, it's quiet. He tries not to make too much noise because his son and girlfriend's parents are sleeping. Her parents work the night shift so that they can babysit while Duff and his girlfriend are at school. Duff says they have helped him bond with his son, Brandon. One night, Brandon did not want to sit down. He wanted to stand up. He wanted to be held. And every time I sit down, he'd scream. And her dad walks through the door from getting out of work and says, stand up with him, turn on some music, and just sing, sing to him. And I did that, and he fell asleep almost instantaneously. And it was the greatest feeling that I've ever had, just to have him cuddle up to me and fall asleep on my shoulder. Tomorrow. Mm. I'm not going to break down and call you up when my heart cries out for you. Generations Ahead is the only program in rural Michigan that offers intensive hands-on support for teen parents. Teens can also meet twice monthly with a case manager from the state's Department of Health and Human Services to get parenting guidance. If they get the funding, the hope is Generations Ahead could expand to other nearby counties like Lake and Misaki, where birth rates are almost double the state average. For Points North, I'm Taylor Wisner. You're listening to Points North. I'm Dan Wanshura. Stuck in the middle of a Michigan winter, sometimes it seems as if spring will never come. A good gauge that warmer weather is approaching is how busy Brad Lightfoot is. So I set him up here on the chop saw. Brad is cutting the scrap ends off a wood baseball bat. He's the owner of MDS Baseball Bats in Traverse City. And he says last month was one of the busiest months ever as players and coaches geared up for another season of ball. We sold, uh, I think it was 238 bats in one month. Brad hires a couple of Amish guys from Ohio to cut the bats from wood billets, either maple or birch. Then they ship those bats up north where Brad cuts off the ends, seals them, and custom paints each one in his small workshop. So you got to make sure you shake it up. And then this is the fan here that kicks on. So the way you paint, you start with the ends 
and then as I go around, I do them horizontal. That way, if I would happen to get too much on, it uh, it won't run. You know what I mean? It just spreads. And as I turn it, then it makes it even. So, but that's what it takes to paint them. Most college, high school, and little leagues use aluminum bats during games. But Brad says wood bats train hitters to have better fundamentals. You can watch video of Little League World Series, for instance, and you'll see a kid hit a home run and they show a replay. And you can literally see the bat go backwards when they make contact and then go forwards. Whereas if they learn to hit with wood, that bat would never retract. It would never go backwards. It would drive through the baseball and continue through. MDS baseball bats go for about 100 bucks. Brad says he's sold them to major league players before, but right now he's focusing on the amateur markets. Next up, he's hoping to get his bats in the hands of the Traverse City Pit Spitters. If you make something unusual like wood baseball bats, we'd like to hear from you. Leave a comment about your craft and how you came to it by calling 231-276-4444. And that's our show for the week. I'm Morgan Springer. And I'm Dan Wanshura. Catch the show Friday mornings here on Interlochen Public Radio. You can also listen at pointsnorthradio.org or on the NPR One app.